Good morning and welcome to Meditating the Word. In just about 20 minutes a day, we are reading through the entire Bible this year. I'm Cherie, here to walk alongside you on this journey. If you have just found us, you can either continue from here or go back to day one and start from the beginning. Regardless of how you choose to travel with us, I'm so glad you're here. This year will be over before we even know it. This is day 325. Today we are reading Acts 13 and 14 from the World English Bible. Ready to uncover what God has for us today? Let's get started. The Acts of the Apostles, chapters 13 and 14. Now in the assembly that was at Antioch, there were some prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was also called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaen, the foster brother of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they served the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Separate Barnabas and Saul for me, for the work to which I have called them. Then when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia. From there they sailed to Cyprus. When they were at Salamis, they proclaimed God's word in the Jewish synagogues. They also had John as their attendant. When they had gone through the island to Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus, who was with the proconsul Sergius Paulus, a man of understanding. This man summoned Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Elymas the sorcerer, for so is his name by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. But Saul, who is also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, fastened his eyes on him and said, You son of the devil, full of all deceit and all cunning, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? Now behold, the hand of the Lord is on you, and you will be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. Immediately a mist and darkness fell on him. He went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul, when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. Now Paul and his company set sail from Paphos and came to Perga in Pamphylia. John departed from them and returned to Jerusalem. But they, passing on from Perga, came to Antioch of Pisidia. They went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. After reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent to them, saying, Brothers, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, speak. Paul stood up and, gesturing with his hand, said, Men of Israel, and you who fear God, listen. The God of this people chose our fathers and exalted the people when they stayed as aliens in the land of Egypt, and with an uplifted arm he led them out of it. For a period of about forty years he put up with them in the wilderness. 
When he had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan, he gave them their land for an inheritance for about 450 years. After these things, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. Afterward, they asked for a king, and God gave to them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for forty years. When he had removed him, he raised up David to be their king, to whom he also testified, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do all my will. From this man's offspring, God has brought salvation to Israel, according to his promise. Before his coming, when John had first preached the baptism of repentance to Israel, as John was fulfilling his course, he said, What do you suppose that I am? I am not he, but behold, one who comes after me, the sandals of whose feet I am not worthy to untie. Brothers, children of the stock of Abraham, and those among you who fear God, the word of this salvation is sent out to you. For those who dwell in Jerusalem and their rulers, because they didn't know him, nor the voices of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, fulfilled them by condemning him. Though they found no cause for death, they still asked Pilate to have him killed. When they had fulfilled all things that were written about him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and he was seen for many days by those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are his witnesses to the people. We bring you good news of the promise made to the fathers, that God has fulfilled this to us, their children, in that he raised up Jesus, as it is also written in the second psalm, You are my son, today I have become your father. Concerning that he raised him up from the dead, now no more to return to corruption, he has spoken thus, I will give you the holy and sure blessings of David. Therefore, he says also in another psalm, You will not allow your holy one to see decay. For David, after he had in his own generation served the counsel of God, fell asleep, was laid with his fathers, and saw decay. But he whom God raised up saw no decay. Be it known to you, therefore, brothers, that through this man is proclaimed to you remission of sins, and by him everyone who believes is justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. Beware, therefore, lest that come upon you which is spoken in the prophets. Behold, you scoffers, wonder and perish, for I work a work in your days, a work which you will in no way believe if no one declares it to you. So when the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Now when the synagogue broke up, Many of the Jews and of the devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, urged them to continue in the grace of God. 
The next Sabbath, almost the whole city was gathered together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with jealousy and contradicted the things which were spoken by Paul and blasphemed. Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and said, It was necessary that God's word should be spoken to you first, since indeed you thrust it from yourselves and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life. Behold, we turn to the Gentiles. For so the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set you as a light for the Gentiles, that you should bring salvation to the uttermost parts of the earth. As the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of God. As many as were appointed to eternal life believed. The Lord's word was spread abroad throughout all the region. But the Jews stirred up the devout and prominent women and the chief men of the city and stirred up a persecution against Paul and Barnabas and threw them out of their borders. But they shook off the dust of their feet against them and came to Iconium. The disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. In Iconium, they entered together into the synagogue of the Jews and so spoke that a great multitude, both of Jews and of Greeks, believed. But the disbelieving Jews stirred up and embittered the souls of the Gentiles against the brothers. Therefore they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who testified to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the multitude of the city was divided. Part sided with the Jews and part with the apostles. When some of both the Gentiles and the Jews with their rulers made a violent attempt to mistreat and stone them, they became aware of it and fled to the cities of Lycaonia, Lystra, Derby, and the surrounding region. There they preached the good news. At Lystra, a certain man sat, impotent in his feet, a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. He was listening to Paul speaking, who, fastening his eyes on him and seeing that he had faith to be made whole, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. He leaped up and walked. When the multitude saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voice, saying in the language of Lycaonia, The gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. They called Barnabas Jupiter and Paul Mercury because he was the chief speaker. The priest of Jupiter, whose temple was in front of their city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and would have made a sacrifice along with the multitudes. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they tore their clothes and sprang into the multitude, crying out, Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men of the same nature as you and bring you good news that you should turn from these vain things to the living God who made the sky, the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who in the generations gone by allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways, yet he didn't leave himself without witness. 
in that he did good and gave you rains from the sky and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. Even saying these things, they hardly stopped the multitudes from making a sacrifice to them. But some Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there, and having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But as the disciples stood around him, he rose up and entered into the city. On the next day, he went out with Barnabas to Derby. When they had preached the good news to that city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and that through many afflictions we must enter into God's kingdom. When they had appointed elders for them in every assembly and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they had believed. They passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphylia. When they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Italia. From there, they sailed to Antioch, from where they had been committed to the grace of God for the work which they had fulfilled. When they had arrived and had gathered the assembly together, they reported all the things that God had done with them and that he had opened a door of faith to the nations. They stayed there with the disciples for a long time. Father God, let your Spirit fall fresh upon us. When we compare our lives with those of the apostles and the early church, it's apparent that we have lost our fire, our true love, we have become so busy with our daily lives that we don't devote ourselves to spreading the good news. These brave men and women faced criticism and death to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, yet we are too complacent or afraid or shy to even tell our co-workers or family members who aren't saved. We repent of being lukewarm Christians, Father. Give us the boldness of Holy Spirit to tell others about you. Show us who to speak to and give us the words to say, words that bring life and salvation. Amen. Thank you for being a part of Meditating the Word today. As we turn another page on our journey, remember that God's Word is meant to be a part of your daily life. Faith grows as we listen to the Word, and revelation knowledge comes as we reflect and meditate on what we've read and let it take root in our hearts. I'm so grateful for this shared time with you. This is Cherie reminding you that you are in my prayers. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.